0: What is at the core of what it means to live a Christian life? We just got done celebrating the risen Savior. But unless we let that event influence and impact us personally, we're not actually living much of a Christian life, are we? Over the years, Christians have wrestled with this question trying to make sense of their faith and how it makes a difference in their everyday lives. Theologians and writers over the years have tried to help give people language to what they believe so that they could understand it, so that they could live it, and so they could teach it. 500 years ago or so, a group of theologians got together at the University of Heidelberg in Heidelberg, Germany, and did what any of us would do when we're wrestling with big questions of faith. They wrote down 129 questions and answers and put it all into a manuscript and a document. That document still exists today. It's called a catechism, the Heidelberg Catechism. And it is among one of the best-known historical documents that serves as a doctrinal standard for many churches in the world today. Now, since I know uh, words like catechism uh, might make your eyes glaze over, I'm going to try and explain it to you in a different way. What's your favorite romantic comedy? Your favorite rom-com? Guys, don't avoid this question. I know you have a favorite. All guys do. Because we all have a favorite rom-com. And if you ask me, I think that the late 90s and the early 2000s, that that was the best time to be alive as far as rom-coms are concerned. Because you've got movies like The Notebook and Hitch and Notting Hill, My Best Friend's Wedding. I know I'm speaking some of your language right now. And nestled in there is this story of a girl and a guy who, though they tried to get away from each other, couldn't help but fall in love. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days stars Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. They play hard to get with each other as they try and save their careers. Kate Hudson's character, Andy Anderson, is a magazine columnist. And she writes all of her columns on how to. How to lose weight in five days. How to get out of a speeding ticket. How to Feng Shui Your Apartment, which was one of the trends like a while ago before Marie Kondo came on the scene. It's a movie that takes a very common question and turns it into this funny and whimsical love story. But we ask that question a lot, don't we? How to? Did you know that in 2015, YouTube reported that there was hundred million hours of how-to content viewed in North America? And that was in 2015. In 2017, Google's most searched how-to questions were this. I chose 2017 because 2018 questions were boring. So for some reason, we were way more creative in 2017. People are curious. And we always have been. We want to know how to do things, how to relate to people, how to fix things, how to make things. We have this natural drive to figure things out. But unlike today, people hundreds of years ago, and let's be honest, people 25 years ago, didn't have the technological advances. We couldn't just pull out our phone and pull up Google and get the answers to all our wonderings. We had to figure stuff out in community. We had to ask questions of each other and wrestle through things together. And that's where catechisms came in. They gave language to people's how to questions of faith, it was a way for people to learn the basics of what Scripture taught without having to memorize or understand the entire Bible. Think of all the ways that you've done that on your spiritual journey. Guys, think of all the ways you've done that this year. What would your spiritual journey have looked like without help? Without studying God's word and looking at his character? Without a small group? Without asking questions? Without mentors and leaders in your lives? Without struggling through and trying to find things out? If you're a follower of Jesus then you need all of these components in order to grow spiritually. So for the next five weeks, we're going to dig into some of those big questions, those major topics of the Christian life using the Heidelberg Catechism. We're going to take a step back and ask, what is the core of our faith, and how does that affect the way we live? The students sitting here today have spent a lot of time trying to figure out what they believe and why they believe it. They've asked a lot of questions. They've gotten stuck on some of the answers. They've asked again in a different way. They're trying to figure out what they believe and how that actually affects their lives because if Jesus doesn't make a difference in our lives out there, then he doesn't make a difference in here. The first question that we're going to look at is what is your only comfort in life and in death? In essence, we're saying, what really matters? What really matters in life? Is it how much money you make? What team you're on? What college you attend? What your friends think of you? How big your closet is? Sometimes I'm inclined to believe that matters. If you're happy or not... None of these things are inherently bad or wrong. It's our posture towards them that has the power to dictate and determine the purpose of our lives. So here's how the writers of the Heidelberg Catechism answered the question, what really matters? They said that I am not my own, but I belong body and soul in life and in death, The Holy Spirit assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. The writers of the Heidelberg wanted to start giving a foundation to the Christian faith, and so they started here with our only comfort in life and in death, that we belong to Jesus. If you want to live for Jesus, you have to belong to Jesus. Romans 14 14 says, For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose. To be the Lord both of the living and the dead. This is a deep question. It's a hard question. It's a question that I have wrestled with, that I have watched students wrestle with. Being in student ministry for as long as I have, I've watched kids over the years try and figure out what matters in their lives. And for many, turn to things that really have no hope of actually truly satisfying. Again, none of them inherently bad or wrong, but our posture towards them. I've had the star athlete, kids who go on to play at D1 schools. I've had the kids who have had to deal with so much brokenness at home that they turn to drugs and alcohol to numb their pain. I've had kids who have received top Academic honors, national merit scholars. I've had the homecoming king and the prom queen, the girl who always has a boyfriend, and the wallflower. All looking and searching for what really matters, trying to find something that satisfies completely. But it's never enough. It's not supposed to be enough. We weren't created so that the things of this world would satisfy us. And I know how easy it is to find our worth or our identity or our significance in the things of this world. Because we're all on a journey to find that significance, aren't we? We carry the weight of striving, the weight of brokenness, sometimes the weight of success, And it manifests itself in so many different ways and in different areas of our lives. But we need to know and believe that the only comfort, the only one we belong to, the only person worth centering our life around is Jesus. Because all those other potential comforts Ultimately, turn out to be fragile. We weren't created to find our significance, to find what truly matters in the things of this world. Do you live like you believe at your core that you belong to Jesus, that He is with you, that He saved you, that your purpose, your worth, your value come from Him and Him alone? There is nothing you can do to contribute to your own salvation. Nothing you can say, nothing you can earn, nothing you can manipulate. You are saved by grace and grace alone. Jesus died to take away our sins and he rose again to give us new life, to restore all things, to give us a fullness in life. He has the life that we want. He has the life that we are searching for. It's all found and wrapped up in him. So if you were honest with yourself, how would you answer the question, what really matters? There's there's no shame. There's no one here ready to criticize or reprimand you. What is the honest answer? Until you're willing to be honest, to be vulnerable with yourself and with God, I don't think you're going to see that much spiritual growth. If you want your everyday life transformed, if you want to find true and meaningful worth, if you desire significance and satisfaction, your life needs to be centered around Jesus. Because he is the giver of life. He is the one who created your life. What really matters to you? It all starts here. It's the foundation of the Christian faith that I am not my own, but I belong, body and soul, in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. What really matters is the question that we've been asking these kids and wrestling with all year in commitment class. And these kids are here to tell us, their church, that while they're still figuring things out and they're still wrestling with things and they're still asking questions and they still have doubts, they're here to tell us that they want to make a commitment They want to make a commitment to Jesus, and they want to make a commitment to this church, to us. And so Ashley and I are going to invite them up onto the stage so that we, the members and the body of Christ Presbyterian Church, can honor and celebrate them.